Welcome to Season 3 of A New Voice of Freedom. The podcasts are taken from the four volumes In Defense of Christianity, written by Ronald Keith Messer. Podcast 134 is entitled Broken Covenants. I remember standing alone on a beach in Valdez, Alaska. Towering over me, propped up by long trembling timbers, was an old disintegrating derelict that was once a proud ocean vessel that had braved the icy northern seas. Now it was old and rotting and listing and would never float again. On the rotting planks of the splintered stern was emblazoned its once proud name, Covenant. A covenant is a binding agreement. It may be oral or written. It is formal and a key part of man's relationship to God. All laws of God were the promise or covenants between God and man. If one fulfills the conditions of the covenant, God will deliver the promise. The primary purpose of the Holy Scriptures is to define God's covenants with man. In slang terms, one speaks of bargaining with the devil. The famous story of Dr. Faustus, brilliantly told by the English dramatist Marlowe and the German poet Goethe, tells of a covenant with the devil. They give powerful credence to the term, sold his soul to the devil. It is hard to imagine anyone bargaining with the devil, but probably everyone in a crisis has bargained with the Lord. Though such wrangling is not strictly speaking a covenant, it is sacred nevertheless and should not be done lightly. Better is it that thou shouldest not vow than thou shouldest vow and not pay. Ecclesiastes 5, 5. I shall use the term covenant to represent only those binding agreements established by the Lord and set forth in His Holy Scriptures through His chosen prophets, in which He sets forth His laws, conditions, and blessings. But all such covenants originate in the beginning in the presence of God, for all agreements are covenants, for God is the temple. And I saw no temple therein, for the Lord God Almighty and the Lamb are the temple of it. And the city had no need of the sun, neither of the moon, to shine in it. For the glory of God did lighten it, and the Lamb is the light thereof. Revelations 21, 22-23 Christ spoke of his body as a temple. Then answered the Jews, and said unto him, What sign showest thou unto us, seeing that thou doest these things? Jesus answered and said unto them, Destroy this temple, and in three days I will raise it up. Then said the Jews, Forty and six years was this temple in building, and wilt thou rear it up in three days? But he spake of the temple of his body. John two eighteen through 21 We are also told that our body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. What? Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you? which ye have of God, and ye are not your own? For ye are bought with a price. Therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. 1 Corinthians six nineteen through 20 The temple is where covenants are made with God. Dante reserved the lowest level of the inferno, not for the fearful and unbelieving, and the abominable and murderers and whoremongers and sorcerers and idolaters and all liars but for the covenant breakers. That old poet who invented hell knew something that the world has lost. Satan and the other sons of perdition, using their agency, declared war in heaven against God, thus violating their sacred covenants and becoming a law unto themselves. That old beached and blistering bark in Alaska has since served me as a symbol of broken covenants. 
Satan and his followers, like that old ship, did not complete their journey. They sinned against the greater light, and thus became eternally subject to the law of justice. They became sons of perdition and could not go back to their previous state of bliss and start over because they had knowingly violated their everlasting covenants. All sons of perdition are sons of perdition by choice. They are the only ones who will be cast forever into the lake of fire. They, like us, had once made covenants, placing themselves under the jurisdiction of the law of eternal progression, and had chosen to become the children of God, only to willfully forfeit those sacred rights, even with the testimony of Christ emblazoned in their hearts. Thus, they too are forever damned. Those of us who rejected their evil enticements and fought together with Michael, the archangel, against Lucifer and his army in the war in heaven, earned the right to come to earth to get a mortal body. We chose a better course. However, some who sailed so bravely on battleships through the rough and roiling seas of a celestial war, chartering their course by the steady, sure light of the Savior, and sailing so triumphantly into the uncertain seas of mortality, have subsequently lost their way in the dark mist of this uncertain world, or been tossed without compass by every windy wave. And he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all come in the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man, unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. That we henceforth be no more children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the slight of men and cunning craftiness, whereby they lie in wait to deceive. Ephesians 4, 22-14 Some have been lured by the siren song of island pleasures, or been distracted by mocking mariners. Like Satan, they too became damned, held captive by disobedience to law. But unlike Satan and his angels who cannot repent, we can repent. In fact, we can repent daily just as the helmsman constantly corrects the course of the ship on a stormy sea. There is no sin that we cannot repent of and be saved by the atoning blood of Christ. The ship above, abandoned on a fruitless shore, became a beach derelict only because it lacked daily repairs. Only those who renew their covenants and constantly correct their course, charter their way through the straight and narrow course and continue their steady upward journey into eternity back to God's celestial shore. We chart the journey. We grasp the helm. We choose whether or not to stay the course. But if we neglect our covenants, if we fail to call upon God on a daily basis, we may be like the wavering mariner spoken of by James. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God, that giveth to all men liberally, and upbraideth not, and it shall be given him. But let him ask in faith nothing wavering, for he that wavereth is like a wave of the sea driven with the wind and tossed. James 1, 5-6 Daily prayer and daily scripture reading are a great way to start the journey of each day. If we do not attend to our duty now, we may forfeit our foreordained affections and fall short of those blessings foreordained for us. And because of our inattention, Perhaps others fall short too. Paul tells us that none of us liveth to himself. 
For none of us liveth to himself, and no man dieth to himself. For whether we live, we live unto the Lord, and whether we die, we die unto the Lord. Whether we live therefore or die, we are the Lord's. For to this end Christ both died and rose, and revived, that he might be Lord both of the dead and living. Romans fourteen seven through 9 The English poet John Donne voiced it this way, No man is an island entire of itself. Every man is a piece of the continent, a part of the main. If a clod be washed away by the sea, Europe is the less, as well as if a promontory were, as well as any manner of thy friends or of thine own were. Any man's death diminishes me because I am involved in mankind, and therefore never send to know for whom the bell tolls. It tolls for thee. Covenants have greater binding power than the slippery laws of unstable man. A bond held together only by the statutes, judgments, precedents, and the legalese of lumbering laws over tedious arguments can be argued to death, stymied in the courts, splintered by debate until their value takes on the gliding ethics of giddy man. A covenant, however, that binds heart to heart, man to man, or man to God, allows no rationalization, no stumbling rhetoric, no legal loopholes, and no oily arguments. It is absolute and towers tedious arguments. When covenants are no longer honored, anarchy soon reigns, and freedom is lost. Thank you for listening. Watch for our next podcast. In Defense of Christianity is available at RonaldMesser.com.